Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 577, March 11th, 2021. It was 66 degrees on this day in 2012, that wonderful lucky spring we had, and again in 2016, and 27 below in 1948, which was a very cold spring. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Souchere. Don't be posting any more pictures of me, Larry, looking at birds through my binoculars. That, People are going to start to wonder. That was Kenny, not me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I only liked it and retweeted it, but that was Kenny that initially posted it. <laughs> Dave up in Alexandria said, Thanks for sharing the story about the Scani who used a camping chair as oh. a truck seat. <laughs> you guys failed to mention one detail. The dual cup holders in the armrests of the chair. Now, that's class-leading technology and stuff. Oh, you're <laughs> right. That is. It's, it combines uh, class-winning and leading um, you know, technology and stuff with uh, <laughs> Wi-Fi powered by OnStar. Oh, I can still I can still. I was watching that night, and I saw him, and it was just it was just incredible. The best is the reaction of both. It was Aaron Andrews, right, Johnny? That was because it was yeah, a Fox production. But then the commissioner, when Seelig looked and went, what in the hell is this guy doing? Well, he did a Johnny Carson double take into the camera. He looked like, what in the hell is this guy talking about? Well, I mean, it's it was probably the first time he'd ever done that ad for Chevrolet in a world in a big spot like the World Series. I mean, I've seen it happen to the uh, to the best of them um, when it comes to new ads. Rash and aggressive, but still willing to laugh at ourselves when it's necessary. 1500 ESPN. Say, is the, is the target Hold news... Hold on. What are you giggling about over there? This is the greatest thing I've ever heard of. It's yeah. called the American Institute of Non-Destructive Testing. You're wondering, what does that mean? I wondered the same thing, too. You know, technology... It's a school based in Baxter, yep. up near Brainerd. Yep. They have tremendous placement rate success. Mm-hmm. They, uh... <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> It combines class. The school? It's an online account. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm sorry. Wi-Fi powered. It's four months of online training. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's we a good deal because you don't in that, oh, I would have Listen. trouble with this. Oh, I know, but you yeah. know. So then, then he gets rolling. So he got there eventually. But thank God that's now in Kenny's hands because Kenny, Kenny knows what he's it. talking about. Right. I had no. Unlike you, I had really, really was <laughs> completely lost. Is the target news breaking and crucial? I think so. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It's pretty yeah. Uh, <laughs> target is the largest employer in Minneapolis. They announced this morning that it is moving out of the city center building. A major downsizing of office space as it plans to let workers combine remote and on-site work <clears throat> after the pandemic ends. The company is the building's largest tenant leasing nearly a million square feet of office space in the 51-story downtown skyscraper. In exiting city center, Target will reduce its office space downtown by a third. Wow. Target city center offices 
have been sitting mostly empty in the last year as the retailer, like many corporate employees, has transitioned to working from home. About 3,500 of Target's 8,500 downtown Minneapolis employees worked in city center before the pandemic. The, uh, those employees will be given a new home base in one of Target's other three downtown Minneapolis buildings along Nicollet Mall or at its Brooklyn Park campus where another 3,300 employees are based. Uh, the move is the first by a major Twin Cities employer to signal that office centers like downtown Minneapolis will be vastly different from what they were before the pandemic. It is likely to affect mass transit patterns, real estate values, and the futures of other downtown businesses. This is extraordinary because the, uh, the fellow we interviewed from the National Review, uh, Kevin Williamson, mm-hmm. Uh, was speculating that you knock down any one of those three major employees in downtown Minneapolis, and that could be a death knell. I don't know if this will be a death knell. Uh, Maybe uh, Minneapolis can survive this kind of exit, but it sounds like it's going to be happening the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, that uh, people and corporations are discovering that they don't have to go downtown anymore. The whole concept of downtowns, is changing, and uh, it sounds like Target is leading the way in Minneapolis. We don't know what the what the uh, outcome of this will be on the health of the city, but it's coming at a bad time because the city's health is is not very good right now. So there you go. And there is no mention in this piece, Joe, about um, crime or violence or anything like that. Uh, it sounds like, according to the piece and what's being published and said to the public, that this is just based on the fact that people can work from home, right? Well, I don't see I, I, crime mentioned. No, and I, I, I will take them at their word on that because uh, there are too many other examples around the country where the same thing is happening. I mean, it just happened to me the other day when I went down to the newspaper to discover it didn't exist anymore. Right. <laughs> because they had too much square feet. I now know where it is. I had a nice email chat uh, with the editor today. Uh, and they didn't, They, you know, an, an outfit like the Pioneer Press didn't move because of crime. It moved because they were paying for square footage that wasn't being occupied. And apparently yeah. that's the same with Target. But think of think of Target's stance on this. What do they stand to gain when they also have outlet stores if they start to point out things like crime and start to point out other I mean they don't they don't win in that case because that could hurt their own product. Right. But if you want to just stick to the real estate dynamic of this action, I, I, I'm taking them on their word. They're business people. Why in the hell should they pay for square footage they're not using? So there they go. But and then, they have three other locations down there where they can put people. But don't they think, also, the, the city though, All I, I get that they're working from home and they might be downsizing, but then that's 3,500 people that are no longer going to be buying, you know, lunch at uh, the Loon and things it, like that. It's actually only 1,200, Chris, because they're, uh, one third of them are moving and 3,500 right now work Was downtown. there total? 3,500 was the total okay. downtown. Got it. So uh, one-third of them will not be there anymore. Two-thirds still will be, but in different locations on Nicollet Mall. So about 1,200 people, give or take. Yeah, Target Plaza North, Target Plaza South, Target Plaza 3 near Nicollet and 10th. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's woeful news, but it's really woeful news to the commercial real estate market. 
Uh, again, I don't think Target is doing this because of the decline of downtown, but the decline of downtown has certainly helped them make their decision easier. <laughs> yeah. I would put it that way. And I hope we don't get start getting told by the political class that we need more public transit because you have too much now, given what's happened to the world in the last... It's been one year today, people. It's funny you say that because uh, yesterday... When I read some of the details of the, the, the COVID bill that had been passed, and we mentioned it was, what, $30 billion for public transportation. And when I left here yesterday, the light rail train coming eastbound, I stopped and waited for it to go by. I saw two people on the entire thing. This was about five, right, right before 5 o'clock. And the westbound one also had maybe less than a half dozen people on it. Well, I, I don't think that should be surprising. It's never been a success. It's right. never, it's never been. And a Joe, success. I can add to the uh, the transit issue with northbound 35W during the morning rush, under construction from generally speaking right around 46th Street, the transit center into downtown, and the only time that it gets jammed up and it rolls under the posted speed is when there's a crash. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, the general driving, like, say, peak of the rush hour, 7 to 7.30, runs just fine. Just fine. One year ago today that the World Health Organization used the term worldwide pandemic. Happy anniversary! It's been one year today. <laughs> and the closings began, and the lockdowns began, and the schools shuttered. And as I think back, there's, a, there's an eternal question that I'll really want answered someday if I live long enough. Why was the country seemingly so willing to hand over the keys of their lives to the, to the government? It was fear. Yeah, at, we at were the, panicked. At the very beginning, we willfully allowed governors and state health departments and the Dr. Fauci's and the Andrew Cuomo's and the... Uh, to, to lead the way, to take over. And for some reason, the country was uniquely and unprecedentedly at a point of willing to become averse to risk and was willing to behave in a way that the country never behaved before. Now, that ultimately broke down along pretty much party lines. And half the country resisted the masking, and you know, pretty much half the country resisted the social distancing. But there was a strong component of American society that masked up, got socially distant, and went through that sanitizer like bleep through a goose. We, yeah. were, we were happy. We were happy to do it. And... Uh, but it's the first time, I think, I think it's the first time in the history of this country that we were willing to throw up our hands and, 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 and the parent came to us and said, Dad, you can't drive anymore. It's too risky. And we all handed them the keys. And we were willing to believe, we have ultimately come to our senses, we, we have been willing to believe that we should be free of risk. We've never behaved that way before. Now, I have to keep saying this for all the euphorians and the people who live in Diversityville and Liberal Lakes. I've taken this seriously. We all have. I, I don't yeah. want to get it. I buy it. I buy it. But for God's sakes, we were asked to suspend belief. 
we were asked to suspend the reality of the idea that risk is part of the human condition. And to this day, we're being told the same thing. Well, not ready to let up yet. There's too much risk from a variant. Well, then there's going to be risk for the rest of the time on Earth. And so maybe we've entered a new paradigm where, uh, in, particular, the, in particularly the people of the United States, uh, are going to believe that they should experience no risk. Maybe that's where we've gotten to. And I, I don't know how any good can come of that. Initially, what, go ahead, John, go ahead. I was just going to say, given uh, what we, not knowing what we know now, what, would, what were the options at that point? If, if we let everything go, then we're talking millions of deaths. That's, I don't think that's questionable. So should we have just continued on as, you know, as we were? That's a great question. Do we know if there would have been millions and millions of deaths? All the projections, actually, that I've seen, uh, I was doing this while you were talking, uh, said with no interventions at all, between 20 and 40 million deaths in the U.S. There's two well, the only, the only interventions, John, was a mask, basically. Um, and social distancing. And keeping and away from each closing, other. Closing, say, a church... Uh, obviously, as a Catholic, you know, <laughs> it would have yep. spread pretty quickly there. Is that what Can't, Sweden did? Sweden did, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't they leave everything open? I'd have to look. But, John, you know, you're, and I'm not arguing with you. I'm just telling you what, no, I'm not, I'm not even going to say why you're wrong. If you look at the, <laughs> if you look at the current numbers and, and the overall numbers in the past 12 months of the state of California and the state of Florida, who took vastly different approaches to the pandemic, their numbers are relatively close to each other. Wouldn't, mm-hmm. wouldn't you agree? So, well, there's yeah, there's been argument about the la- that the last few days okay. as far as percentages, etc. But yeah, it sounds like it. Yes. But I guess Joe, to answer your question, initially, because we had no idea what this virus was, we had no idea to what extent it was going to wreak havoc on this country. So initially, we were to the likes of Governor Walls and, and whoever else. Yep. Your executive orders, whatever, take take care of us because we don't. It was the fear of the unknown. I don't. But think then he wh- kept giving himself the executive order, and that's when people started to push back. I don't think what I'm saying is the same as saying we should have done nothing. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a distinction to be drawn about what I'm saying. What I'm what I'm merely suggesting is how quickly and willingly. For the first time in the history of this country, we were willing to say, we have no options. We're putting our lives in your hands. Yeah. I think that's what I'm saying. Do you, do you think the fact that it became such a political football hurt everything yes. that concerns reacting yes. Yes. to COVID-19? Yep. Yes, yep. yes. Yeah, I agree. I have some Swedish, uh, some Sweden info here. Yes. Uh, this is from February of 21st from ABC News. Denmark, Norway, and Finland, with a combined population of around 16.75 million, have recorded 4,331 deaths attributed to coronavirus. Uh, all three enforced lockdowns early on in the p- pandemic. Sweden, by contrast, has registered 12,798 deaths deaths and possesses a population of 10.2 million so a far higher death rate Hmm. and i don't know any more than i knew a year ago today i really don't because what i do know now is 
well, now I have to worry about a variant. And variants <laughs> will be with us forever. Why do you think you get a flu shot every year? To use a cliche, you're right. Isn't that the reason, the reason we don't know anything more is because the cliche, uh, the goal post keeps moving? Mm -hmm. It keeps changing. And are we to keep trusting the movers of the goalposts? Yeah. And I guess that's where a lot of people start to split, don't you think? Because yeah. there's such little faith that are put into the numbers. I mean, we had the story, I think John even did it a couple of days ago, where we added death numbers to our overall death count because of COVID. Over, was it over the summer? Um, Hauser had the piece for, for Channel 5. Well, what are you, what are you talking about? They added 120 deaths to the to the overall number. Traffic guy, uh, why with decreased driving over the last year have fatalities risen? Because of higher speeds. Oh, it's it's yeah, it's it's related to people driving like maniacs because they get out there and there's nobody around. They think they can go 120 miles an hour. Stretching the cables, yeah, I, yeah, stretching the cables. Uh, yeah. Kenny and I talked about this a few weeks ago. The worst is once you get inside the 494 loop. When you're out in my neck of the woods, it's, so it's, it's relatively safe. It, it's it's funny because it's, when I'm coming into in, into Minneapolis, I'm keeping it under 75 miles an hour until I get to about Albertville. Where mm -hmm. I crank it up to eighty just to keep up. <laughs> wow! Yeah, mm -hmm. and then when I get within the Beltway, I'm around seventy seventy five just to keep up. It's hmm. insane. That construction area that you were talking about, Kenny. I think it's posted fifty where it splits in that separate lane going northbound. Yeah, it's it's, it's oh oh oh. If oh, you go sixty five, you're going to get yeah, you're going to get passed yeah. if you're going sixty five yeah. like you're standing still. Yeah. It's ridiculous. The big news, God bless it, get out of my way here. Uh, Chauvin will now face third-degree charges. Yeah. And uh, he's already facing second-degree unintentional murder and a manslaughter. He has pleaded not guilty. Now he has this uh, third degree. Uh, the, the degrees, of course, denote the seriousness of a crime. The more serious the crime, the higher the benchmarks. First-degree murder, which he has not been charged with, is the most serious and results in life in prison. To convict, prosecutors must prove either that the act was pre-planned or that other major crimes were committed with it. Okay, that's not in, that's not in play. Uh, Second-degree murder can be intentional or unintentional, which is the charge Chauvin faces and is punishable by up to 40 years in prison. The second-degree murder charge requires prosecutors to prove Chauvin caused Floyd's death while committing or trying to commit a felony, in this case, third-degree assault. And that's that's going to be the, probably the most interesting uh, point of the trial. Uh, did Chauvin cause Floyd's death? Uh, third-degree would require a lower standard of proof than second-degree. To win a conviction, prosecutors would have to show only that Floyd's death was caused by an act that was obviously dangerous. Even that's going to be interesting, isn't it? <laughs> Did the knee on the neck cause the death? So, uh, But John and I were chatting about this before, Joe, before the show started. Is this a good thing or a bad thing that this bill, or that the third degree was introduced? Depends how you want to look at it. Good or bad for who? The defense or the prosecution? 
I guess, good or bad for the city of Minneapolis because all of us just want peace. Well, that's tantamount to you saying you don't care what kind of conviction this guy ends up with. You just want a conviction. No, 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 no. I'm saying I want what's best for all parties involved and also the health of the city of Minneapolis. That's what I want. Let's just put let's just put our cards on the table. There is no best for all parties involved. The people screaming no justice, no peace mean by justice that this guy's got to go away. Yeah. That's all that means. So earlier you mentioned, so would the... And I don't know whether he should or shouldn't. That's why in America we have trials. I know what I saw in a haunting video, but in America's judicial system, that's why we have trials. But what if he's acquitted, that currently will not be accepted. What Chris and I were talking about, Joe, uh, because there's a lesser sentence... And this is the reason Bill Barr threw it out originally. There's a lesser sentence for third degree. Will that placate or satisfy if he's convicted of that? John stated it much better, yeah. The folks who want to see him uh, go away. Do you know what I mean? So if he gets 10 years as opposed to 20 or life, uh, does it make a difference? Because he has no criminal history. It could mean he could serve 12.5 years, whether he is convicted of second or third degree. Oh, okay. I didn't know that about second. Hmm. Manslaughter, the least serious charge, but also the one with the lowest burden of proof, means only a maximum of 10 years. And so what you're asking is, will that placate the uh, the protesters? Right. I have no idea. I have hmm. no idea. And I guess we have no way of knowing really until mm-hmm. whatever happens, happens. He doesn't have a prior criminal history, but does his prior incidents as a police officer have any bearing on... On these convictions or are these uh, allegations, will it be allowed or disallowed? Yeah, so, sorry. Right. Well, it's a it's a great question, but they still would not construct a criminal history. They would construct a police disciplinary history. Yeah, history I don't know. Of, if, right. I don't know if that gets uh, introduced to the jury. I don't think they're introducing or they're. I don't think they're allowing Mr. Floyd's previous um, run-ins with the law. But you said something that struck a thought, Joe. So do you think the defense is going to have to establish the fact that Mr. Floyd probably would have died that evening anyway due to the the drugs in his system? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. I don't know. But I would imagine the work behind the scenes is centered around the idea, did the knee kill him or did something else kill him anyway? That I don't know. And again, what will the jury find believable? What will the people in the streets find acceptable? We don't know. It it seems to me that the people in the streets are here for only one reason, and that's not to find anything agreeable except the most serious conviction. And even then, we don't know what the the, uh, behavior will be like of the people on the streets. So far, so good. Right first four days mm-hmm. uh, back back to his police record uh, Chauvin uh, mm-hmm. that the judge has ruled that several incidents in which uh, former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin used a neck or head restraint on a civilian cannot be introduced as evidence in the trial okay so well it's understandable yep mm-hmm. I'm actually surprised by that aren't you guys no they're trying to keep this crazy thing focused is what they're trying to do okay 
just try to keep it as focused as possible on uh, what has taken place. What has taken place? Uh, say it's a uh, we're approaching. Well, it's Thirsty Thursday. You know what? You know what goes well with a Thirsty Thursday? <laughs> What's that? Red Savoy. Oh boy, Red uh-huh. Savoy. And uh, you go online now, and you got to go. I don't know how you navigate it because I'm not an online guy. I'm not a technical. I'm not a technical expert. We'll have an email to help you. What? Here. Uh, help a, me then. We no. got an email from Tim. Tim Werner, frequent emailer, loves a big fan of Garage Logic, listens every day. He sends me the following email. Hey, Reeves, I'm trying to order a Red Savoy with the coupon code for the free garlic bread. What is it again? You go, to Red, you go to the Red Savoy app or SavoyPizza.com, and you use GL at checkout. And there's some aspect of having to put the cheese in the cart. you got to put the cheese in your cart. <laughs> and you get the cheese bread when you get there. I personally wouldn't worry about it. I'd just get the pizza and not worry about it. If you can figure out how to get the free cheese bread, I've got emails out around the world asking to explain that to me. But all I know is that Reds will take care of you no matter how you do it. We already had evidence the other day of how Reed stepped in and made sure a guy was able to put food on his family. Mm-hmm. Remember that? I do. Yep. Red Savoy has restaurants all over the metro. Apple Valley, Blaine, Burnsville, Egan, Eden Prairie, Edina, Hugo, Lakeville, Osseo, Roseville, St. Louis Park, downtown St. Paul, White Bear Avenue in St. Paul, Snelling Avenue in St. Paul, Badness Heights in Woodbury, all serving the most fantastic original soda-style recipe you can ever imagine. That's S-O-T-A, with including Red's Original Sausage. I'm a house special guy. Try that yourself. It's an amazing way to put food on your family. And it is really, really delicious, delicious pizza. It's the best. It's the best there ever been. There ever been. Red Savoy Pizza. Try the app or go to SavoyPizza.com. It's been a long winter for Minnesota businesses. Now it's time to spring forward to Sioux Falls. I'm Dean Diesick with the Sioux Falls Development Foundation. Sioux Falls has what your business needs to make a fresh start. Fewer taxes, less business regulation, and higher profits. Along with build-ready sites and available buildings to get you up and running fast. Best of all, companies of all sizes make more money in Sioux Falls. We've got the details on our website at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Now more than ever, Minnesota companies are talking with us about expansion or relocation to the Sioux Falls area. Minnesota business people are excited about our short commutes, safe streets, and quality of life excellence. Make your move to Sioux Falls. You'll find productive people, affordable land, reduced red tape, and fewer taxes, not to mention higher profits. Spring is a great time to expand or relocate your business to Sioux Falls. Pay us a visit at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. One, two, three, four. Did you ever think common sense would be this much fun? Joseph Giray. This is height and height. Wow, good stuff, boys. Thank you very much. 
GLers. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you, that Dylan. was awesome, guys. Thank you. Uh, GLers, you can feed your riding frenzy with a trip to Moon Motorsports. It's just a short drive away right over there in Cello, Monticello. Uh, Moon has more road motorcycle brands than any other Minnesota dealership. Think about that for a second. It's an unmatched selection that you really should see to appreciate. And let me tell you something right here and right now. When you walk in the door at Moon, it's it's like walking into a cathedral. It's it's insane. It'll take your breath away. Moon has spring service appointments available for your motorcycle, ATV, side-by-side, and I may as well throw it in, snowmobiles, too. It's that time of year where they're working on everything right now. So you can schedule uh, an appointment right now. Don't worry about that. Uh, you can also enjoy 25% off remaining stock in stock snow apparel and helmets. That's a good deal, especially if you want to think ahead to Christmas gifts for next year. Moon Motorsports, it's your official Honda, Polaris, Can-Am, BMW, Triumph, Ducati, KTM, Yamaha, and Skidoo dealer. Nine brands. They've been celebrating 50 years as a family-owned and operated multi-line dealer in Monticello this year. And the doors are open. But you can also click on the web and see all the toys and goodies at moonmotorsports.com. And may I add, going back to the delicious red Savoy pizza, Mm. online order any large pizza, add the cheese bread, and then at checkout, Enter the promo code Joe. There we go. Good to go. Boom. (coughs) You're good to go. Say Joe Biden speaks tonight, President Biden. Oh, that's right. And a national address on the one-year anniversary of the COVID. Uh, He has yet to hold a press conference. Uh, I guess what I'm wondering rhetorically is, are his handlers preventing him, John, from having a press conference? Yeah, I I don't know, but uh, he's well, well overdue to be holding one but it it sounds like when he is done speaking they certainly usher him and reporters away quickly uh, try to make sure to get between them if you will and one thing i'm always noticing is kamala is usually not far from him is that unusual uh i don't recall i don't recall vice president standing at attention next to their guy when he's just given some remarks about something right she's always next to him always Mm -hmm. do you think his handlers are nervous today that he'll uh, flub the teleprompter he seems to be pretty good with the teleprompter but joe in my mind's eye i see his handlers just on camera anyone are we on the air yeah can you not hear us joe I did not for a moment, no. Okay, let's try it again. Kenny from the top. Uh, Joe, what, what I'm seeing in my mind's eye is his handlers just off the air doing this thing where you zipper your lips. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Zip, zip it, zip, zip it. All the nonverbal cues that Joe gives us during the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which one of them do you think has the long cane oh. to uh, drag him <laughs> off the stage? The laughing cane. Well, it's becoming noticeable, too. I don't know if you've noticed ABC News now. Uh, I had this in my coming up in my news, but I'll talk about it now. They are uh, asking about it and wondering why it hasn't happened yet. Uh, last week, Jake Tapper from CNN. By the way, I love Jake Tapper, so I wish you'd quit picking on him, Joe. Uh, Jake Tapper from CNN There's was wondering, wondering, what? Tapper's great. He's I'm the kidding. fairest guy on TV. I'm just Not kidding. right or left. T- uh, Tapper showed me something when he was interviewing that the female doctor, the head of the CDC, when he yeah. became exasperated. We replayed that interview on yeah. the show about two weeks ago. 
And he was the first uh, uh, in the media to bring up this whole thing about lack of a press conference last week also, saying it's wrong and it needs to be done. Uh, he points out what, you know, I think most of us would like to point it out. And he did that during the last administration, which is why certain people got angry with him. <coughs> so there you go. Anyway, Tapper pointed out last week, and now ABC has pointed it out, that uh, it's a contrast in transparency from uh, his predecessor, Donald Trump, which is certainly true. Well, the other day, Biden forgot the name of his defense secretary and the name of the Pentagon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it, well, I, 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 I don't know where there is to go with that. Hell, I, re, I forget names, too. So I, I, I just hope I would never forget the name of my secretary of defense. <laughs> Kind of an important guy in the whole scheme of things. Huh? <laughs> yeah, well, this is coming from a guy whose workbench is covered with the names of his neighbors <laughs> on, written on post-it notes. Yeah. Mike, green hat. Two, two houses down, green house, Jim. <laughs> I, I have become post-it note dependent. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd be uh, faltering without them. Say, uh, no hold on, coverage. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'd, we have to repeat the story so. because it's one of my favorites. What uh, do you got there, John? You had we lost. Your, <laughs> you had lost uh, one of your columns weeks and weeks ago. You were mm-hmm. in a panic. Yep. And uh, you called me several times. Lost it technically, you mean? Yes. It, it got buried in the computer somehow. So you physically brought the laptop in here. Yep. To have it worked on so that your column could be retrieved by Rich Miller, one of the most dedicated and loyal GL listeners that works here at Hubbard Broadcasting. Who, by the Me, way, Jim Wolf? Who has been there, Chris, since before any of us. Any He's of been us. been at HBI forever. And after extensive work, hours of hard labor, Joe looks at him and says, Jim, thanks for all your help. <laughs> Lot, there is Jim. never, there isn't a guy more solidly in Such's corner than Rich, and he calls him Jim. Well, you're right. I have no business talking about Biden, do I? Well, but it's, but the the thing, the best part about it was, I just, I looked at Rich. I said, "Welcome to the club." Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean by that, Bob? <laughs> well, I when I would fill in for Kenny before I was on on with you guys, I was Gary Cheevers for at least three weeks. Gary Cheevers, yeah. No local coverage on the murder at Thirty Eighth in Chicago. No word yet from a mayor. No word yet from the city council. But the national news is covering Thirty Eighth in Chicago. This is from Fox News. The National Police Association is putting pressure on the Minneapolis City Council, arguing that residents living near George Floyd Square have suffered alone for months under an autonomous zone. Uh, Retired Sergeant Betsy Brotner-Smith, spokeswoman for the National Police Association, said in an interview that demonstrators have been camping out for months in a small autonomous zone at the intersection of East 38th Street and Chicago Avenue. That is where a bystander recorded the viral video that showed several minutes of uh, Chauvin uh, with his knee on Floyd's neck. Uh, George Floyd Square is now an autonomous zone. They just had a homicide there, Smith told Fox News, explaining that violence in the area has been an ongoing problem since last summer's riots. 
There are businesses, especially near the third precinct, that were allowed to burn down. They get robbed by the same people two to three times a week. And there are citizens who cannot get police services. Uh, the six-block area, which Smith says has a rule that no white people are allowed, further exacerbates problems for the Minneapolis PD, down 250 officers from what's required by the city charter and the council, which was forced to hand over $6.4 million last month for officer recruitment, is already advancing another proposal to replace the police department altogether. Last Saturday, after marchers marched peacefully elsewhere in the city ahead of the start of Chauvin's trial, a 30-year-old man was fatally shot in that intersection. Video circulated online that showed him lying on the ground in a pool of blood in front of Cup Foods. The police are literally barricaded from going in there, Smith said, explaining that the zone focused at a gas station and a convenience store also includes residential housing. It's very frustrating because it's already a disadvantaged area to begin with. Then, of course, last May and into the summer, there were riots that further decimated decimated it, and now you have this area where the police, who are already short-staffed, aren't allowed to go in. Isn't this something? Uh, we have no comment yet from the mayor of Minneapolis and the city council where a murder took place Saturday night, and the police have not been able to investigate. I have no idea what that portends for the future of Minneapolis, but it's an outrageous situation. <clears throat> Smith of the National Police Association is preparing for inevitable rioting because no matter how this case turns out, there likely will be violence. Uh, at a, a Minneapolis City Council committee voted 5-1 last week to advance a proposal asking voters in November to replace the police department. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? And this does not get covered by local media. I have noticed covered. a few what they like to call themselves independent journalists uh, have tried to get in there. Uh, Andy No, I believe, and, and some local Twitter pages retweeted this guy's video attempt of trying to get into uh, the autonomous zone and was uh, prevented from doing so by a man and a woman who told him in uh, very uncharitable words that he should leave. I saw that, and I I, uh, I don't know what site they were representing, what news right. site. Right, nor do I, and I always get kind of uh, wary of uh, independent journalists, you know, for that well, reason. I, it, but that's where we're headed, Kenny. Right, right, uh, right, right. And it's just the, me. It, in the absence of the Star Tribune doing anything, you might have to tip your cap to the independents who are trying to do something. Without a doubt, Joe. It's just me trying to drag myself into this century. That's, that's all that is. Yeah. Did you guys know the city of Minneapolis website has an entire page on 38th in Chicago. Right. No, and an overview know. and what they it opens with 38th in Chicago. This intersection is a sacred space for racial healing. And then it goes into many many uh many other reasons uh, and things about the it's very strange to me. Well, it's rose-colored glasses. I mean, it's pie a, a in the government sky. page. Yeah, 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 it's nuts. It's not what they hope it would be. Yeah. Um, Kenny, I it's found crazy. the video and the reporter. The reporter's name is Brian Enton, and he works for News Nation now. It, it's an uh, outfit that's based out of Miami, Florida. Can you play there it? You go. There you go. 
Uh, it, it's really Chris. It's can you real, play it? I haven't heard it. I'm asking Cam. I was uh, looking Joe, at um, no, I, I it, you know, the F word is nonstop. It, well, what's to prevent us from playing that as an accurate representation of what is taking place there when people merely are asked questions? Employment. <laughs> I mean, I would, uh, but I, 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 I don't think we should. You know, I've had this discussion with other people in the media, notably Wurzer, and she would say, play it. Yeah, and I'm saying play it. And it's all on me. Mm. Well, so, no, wait a minute. I was going to say, I got two kids in elementary school. <laughs> well, what, can we take a break and you can edit it? Um, no, I think it needs to be heard. Or is it too why complicated? You, why don't we make a call during the break? How about uh, first? To who? Can't. Oh, I'll make a call the... about playing it? Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you who during the break. Okay. And uh, we'll do that as we as we come back in just a moment there. Okay, that sounds good. Hey, it's Reavers here once again for Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. And Josh has a very simple question for you, and it's, do you know what you own? You see, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold's clients, they always know what they own. And Josh has found that most people that he meets with every single day, they have no idea. Josh has seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds, and there are real instances of people paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that these bonds currently yield. So Josh begs of you, no what you own and make sure you tune into garage logic every tuesday and thursday for mr money talks report you're going to hear it from himself that's right josh joins us every tuesday and thursday in garage logic trust is often overused and it's even harder to find please you can take it from me that you can trust josh give him a call today for that free 48 minute financial consultation at 952-925-5608 that's 952-925-5608 investment advisor services offered by josh arnold investment consultant LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. I have been a client of the Canopy Group for five years and at my last renewal, they are still saving me money. Patrick Ricey here to talk to you about your home and auto insurance. How long have you been with your current insurance company? When was the last time your agent called you and said they could save you money and get you better coverage? This just happened to me. Truly, it did. Each year, the Canopy Group reviews my home and auto insurance with their 16 companies. This year, they saved me an additional $791. How? Because the Canopy Group is keeping an eye on my insurance needs and making sure I am always with the right insurance provider. Paying less and getting more is a concept I like. I can't promise that you'll save $791, but I can promise you they'll give you options. They'll even tell you if you should stay where you are with that company. Do what I did and contact them at thecanopygroup.com. That's thecanopygroup.com. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. GLers, I'm going to ask you to disbelieve what you see with your own eyes and forget about this somewhat sketchy and I would even say very abusive weather we've been having in the last day here and start planning for a beautiful lawn all season long and do that by clicking on professionalturf.com. 
you click that link. I'm holding a burp back here. It's going to happen at some point. Uh, but you click that link, and you schedule your free in-person estimate, and then sign up for a summer of lawn pride. I mean early spring until late fall. Once you're enrolled, you'll see why uh, these highly experienced service techs, they've been doing this for years. They know their stuff. They're going to show up at your joint three to four times a year and apply a combination of both liquid and granular weed killer and slow-release long-term fertilizer and that takes care of everything. Plus, it's good for the environment. It's friendly for the environment. Uh, they also do wonderful landscape work. They've helped me out. I know they helped Chris out, and the results were wonderful. It really cranked up the curb appeal. It made my dreary backyard wonderful. Professionalturf.com is the website. Oh, and by the way, they can also service your irrigation system too. It's pretty much a one-stop website for, I don't know, exceptional landscape, uh, irrigation service, and of course, the best lawn in the block, professionalturf.com. This interview is from reporters who apparently tried to get into the square and could not and were told with profanity to get away. They work for a subsidiary of WGN. They're they're pretty legit news gatherers, aren't they? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, News Nation now, uh, which is what GN's news division became last, I believe, September. And this guy's name is Brian Anton? E-N-T-I-N, mm -hmm. yes. And uh, as part of his work up here, he apparently found uh, the relative, a relative, of the fellow who was murdered Saturday night at 38th in Chicago. Can we hear that, please? This area behind me uh, is the George Floyd Memorial. This is where George Floyd was killed back in May. Take a look. Um, these barricades have been set up by, uh, by protesters and supporters of the movement. Uh, they don't allow anyone in, not even the police. It's called an autonomous zone. Uh, and... You're going to be in a bad situation here in a second. Oh, I thought if we were on this side of the barricade. You're going to be in a bad situation in a second. What do you mean by Because you've been situation? calling out for what you are, and you need to get out of here. Please go. We know, we know what you are. You need to get in your car and go. We're just media. I don't give a f*** who you are. You've been called out for who you are. You need to get in your car and go. It's very tense near the memorial, and a militant-style group has closed off several blocks with barricades. What's the situation at the memorial? The situation at the memorial is, um, from what I understand, is kind of volatile. Um, people that want to go and support um, doesn't feel a sense of inclusion. Um, there is more of a like militant type atmosphere over there and a sense of fear. Kim Griffin supports police reform and was outside the courthouse protesting Floyd's death, but she does not agree with what's happening at the memorial. Her nephew, 28-year-old Amez Wright, was shot and killed there over the weekend. Were police able to get in and, and help him? Or police were not allowed to get into that area. He was carried out of, outside the zone of George Floyd Square. But not allowed by who? I mean, they're the police. The, uh, the law enforcement it was made clear law enforcement was not welcome to penetrate that zone, which is an atrocity because his life was taken. And I mean, who knows whether or not he would have survived had things been different. That's incredible because uh, mm -hmm. no, uh, no local news gatherers are doing this kind of work, uh, most principally the Star Tribune, which has failed miserably, failed miserably 
to report to its readers what really is taking place in this city. And you don't give me this BS that that's a sacred place. Uh, sacred places don't behave that way. You don't get shot to death in a sacred place. That's just nonsense. And to see that, wanna, oh, go, go ahead, Kenny, go ahead. Sorry. I do want to mention uh, and defend my buddy Jay Coles, who did go in there and do a story. It's probably six months ago now. Uh, but it was sketchy, and he had to sneak in and sneak out. We had him on and, the air, Kenny. Yeah. And we, right, right. So, and I'm wondering if they don't try because they know this will be the result. Oh, I, I, maybe, but you can report that then. Now, I'm not talking about Jay. Jay. Jay's fearless. He'll do whatever he wants. But the Star Tribune could at least report, look, we've been trying to uh, uh, give you some coverage about what this is about, but we are not allowed to. Even that would be helpful, to alert readers to what's really taking place there. It has nothing to do with theology. Nothing. Here's John Haidt in the newsroom. Oh, hi. Okay. Hi, hi John. Let me go to this other page here and... Uh I'll get Here you set go. up while you do that, because be Johnny Heights Newscast, as always, is brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com. Well, thank you very much, Chris. That's very kind of you. You're welcome. Uh, we talked about this uh, briefly earlier. I'll just add a little bit. A judge uh, today granted prosecutors request to add a third-degree murder charge against former Minneapolis police officer charged in the death of George Floyd. Adam County Judge Peter Cahill reinstated the third-degree murder charge against Derek Chauvin a day after the Supreme Court rejected Chauvin's effort to block the charge. Uh, we also talked about this. This is uh, weird. See, in the old days, we could repeat stories without feeling weird. So I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to tell you something you already know, but a Target, the largest employer in downtown Minneapolis, announcing this morning it will move out of the city center building, a major downsizing of office space as it plans to let workers combine remote and on-site work after the pandemic ends. Uh, it looks like of the 3,500 workers downtown, about 1,200 will be moved out of the downtown area, 2,300 will stay in that area. That should cause that little small fry to start twirling in his seat. <laughs> yeah, but you're making John? the assumption he cares. Mm. John, yes, Kenny. Do, do you listen to the program? Well, I know. It's, it's, <laughs> Sorry, it's, I had in, to in, say in, in the old <laughs> days, you had radio people who would turn the radio off, turn it on, so you'd never right. know when you had a new audience. Right, Here it's right, probably... Right. People who have heard that story are in their You're going, fine, hey, you Johnny. Idiot? You're fine. I th thank you, John. But I'll, you know what? Thank I'll, you for biting on that hook. I'll John. also defend you to this degree, John. I, I Joe, I, I kind of disagree with you. I think this is a big story. And I think this is another domino of, of several others that are going to fall. Uh, well, who did I claim, Chris? It's not a big story. No, 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 no. But you, but you're, you're saying that you're taking them at their word, and I'm saying I think they're just playing nice because they don't. They're trying desperately well, why, to not. Why make in the, the city hell would bad. you pay for square feet you're not using? I'm surprised it took them this long. Okay, sorry. Huh. Just so I'm not arguing Chris? with you, Chris. I'm not arguing with oh, you. Okay. I'm just telling you why you're wrong. <laughs> did Did you say domino, Chris? I, I did. <laughs> nice. nice. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You just violated your own rule. I What's love that, that lick. I, I thought you don't play. You're thinking brown-eyed girl. You're oh, thinking. yeah, I am thinking brown-eyed girl. You're right. Hey, yeah. Domino. Uh, have you ever seen him live? Any of you guys seen him live? I have, I have a yes. couple I times. Yeah? I saw him at Riverfest in 88, oh. 89. Cool. Oh. Somewhere around there. Yeah. I was there. Oh, turns out I've seen him. I'm going to add him. <laughs> I'm going to add him to those who I've seen at the Minneapolis Auditorium in the 60s. Wow. So you saw them probably, huh? Probably. Was he yep. still with them? Or? I believe so. 
No, he might have been gone. 67. Saw Aretha there, Boy, the yeah. Doors, Buffalo Springfield. Joe you know, Cocker, all them guys. Yeah, yeah, what about the Joe Cocker story? I was there for the first time, uh, first yeah, time the at first the bus one. station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chris, I don't know why you get so irritated when I say I saw Big Head and Todd in the Uptown Bar and there were 10 people there. When he trots out that lame story every week, <laughs> at least once a week. Because, Kenny, the reason I do it is to go... You know, you know. I told you, I, I told you guys who became a big pal of Big Head Todd in the Monsters. Yes, but I don't who? remember the Reverend Michael O'Connell who was running the Basilica and oh, had them in for a block party. And uh, they were a block party. Yeah, they became great friends. In fact, I, I can. He can flat out play, man. He's he's a very good musician and singer and songwriter. I did have the pleasure of interviewing him for Vintage Guitar. He is not the most animated individual. No, Let's no. put it that way. He's very I, quiet. And, I was very Isn't disappointed. Isn't he a Native American? Uh, he's uh, part, I think, part Native. Is it Native American? I'm That's not sure. I thought. That's what I thought. Their you may sound, be correct. Their sound really changed when they got signed to a major album, uh, uh, record major label. label. It really changed. One of us uh, on this program had the uh, ha- had the pleasure of, of taking them off the stage at the Basilica Block Party when I was uh, when I was working at a different uh, music station at the time. Can I get you some water, Mister Big? Well, uh, the reason. Can I, can I rub your feet, Mister Big? No, no, no. How but you back rub. You might be Mr. asking Big. why some peon morning show intern had to do it. That's because the afternoon drive host forgot. <laughs> forgot. Huh. Okay. I'm going to the uptown. <laughs> On Wednesday, the Ramsey City Council passed a resolution saying no city resources will be used to enforce Executive Order 2081. That is the governor's statewide mask mandate. It passed 4-3. to Chelsea Howell, a member of the Ramsey City Council, said according to the 14th Amendment, the state cannot deprive us of life or liberty. The government does not have the right to restrict somebody's ability to breathe. See, now, statements like that drive me nuts. No matter what side you're on, you sound like a... Anyway, so... (laughs) I know, I know, I know. There's now tension among city council members in Ramsey on the close vote. Christopher Riley's a Ramsey council member who's not a fan of the mask mandate, but he says, I've gotten a lot of emails and voicemails, and the majority have said they're against this resolution. Riley said he voted against the resolution because he doesn't see it as the city's role to overstep the state. Uh, the uh, Matt Wolstroff is Ramsey City Council member also. He said people who work in Ramsey, business owners, and the words they're using by this rule is appalled, disgusted, and a travesty. Ramsey Police Chief Jeff Cater says that Ramsey Police Department will continue to respond to all calls for services and enforce the laws, including the governor's executive orders. Uh, John, I need to interrupt you because... Sure. Uh, I need to make a public apology to a friend of the show. Is he on the line, Chris? He's here. Uh, it's Positive Thursday. Mike Schoonover is on the line. Um, they're uh, Schoonover Body Works in Glass in Shoreview, County E, Lexington, Shoreview. Um, we were going to give him the day off, but, but I'm just feeling guilty. Mike, hi, first of all. Uh, hello, fellas. Good to be are here we with still, you. Are we still friends, Mike? Uh, absolutely, Kenny. I'll do anything for you guys. Well, right. you well, won a couple reason... of new customers the other day, Mike. The reason I want did to I? apologize, yeah, you Mike, did. You did. <laughs> I want to apologize to you, uh, first of all, for 
the Joe Souchere fiasco uh, that you, you pulled off w with uh, no problem. And then for this morning, when Rookie also called you oh, no. and set up some kind of clown show he's got going on, and you're going to save his fanny. But I, wanna, I want Joe to try to explain to the GLers what you put in Mike Schoonover's lap. What, what was that mess? Okay, I'll try to keep it brief, and I, I'm very serious when I say I don't know who else might have pulled this off. I needed the wheels uh, removed from my old Triumph and have new tires put on them, which Mike procured. And then I had buddies who wanted the tires that came off my car to get the new ones oh and put them on rims they had brought to Mike. He got it all done under 24 hours. <laughs> what? Yep, it was fantastic. <laughs> Mike, any other self-respecting business owner would have, told, would have pointed at the door. <laughs> but, but you, my friend, you did it, and that's why we absolutely love you. And I don't even know what Rookie asked you to do. All I know is he wanted your contact uh, numbers, and he was going to get a hold of you. It is no problem, and that Joe, that wasn't a big deal. That was no, no problem at all. It was, uh, you know, I, I, my biggest fear was we were going to mix the t tires and wheels up, but, but Bill, my mechanic, I had, I, he had it I, all I, under control. I had a secret way to keep that from happening. Don't worry. <laughs> he numbered them. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad everything worked out and everybody's happy. So that's fantastic. So, fantastic. Please, Mike. Just thank you and your whole crew just for for what you do. You guys are so awesome. Whether it's glass service, bodywork, oil changes, new tires, some harebrained schemed from Souchere, whatever it is, we recommend Schoonover Body Works and Glass. And you know what? If they can keep Suchi Boy happy, they can definitely handle your project. Uh, like I said earlier, County E in Lexington and Shoreview, one of the best shops in the metro. Thank you for choosing SchoonoverBodyWorks.com, and thanks for calling in, Mike. You bet. Have a great day, guys. See you, yeah, buddy. Yeah. You had the tires for, huh? <laughs> it's, it's, don't worry about it. it it's been taken yeah, care of. Worry okay? about it. Yeah, it's started, all good. So. He started explaining it to me, and I just, to tell you the truth, I just muted him. What? A set of tires on go. my car <laughs> Here we go. had to come off my rims to be replaced with new tires. I had people in place who wanted the tires that came off my car to put on the rims of their car. Mike did all of that. Until, and I, when I called him, I didn't even know they would do tires, but it turns out they got an alignment rack, the whole deal. When yeah. I say they'll do everything, they'll do everything. Yeah. 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 House Democrats passing a $1.9 trillion coronavirus relief bill on Wednesday, sending one of the biggest stimulus plans in U.S. history to Joe Biden's desk. President hopes to sign the bill on Friday. Uh, now, if you're wondering, Minnesota's state and local governments, uh, they're going to get some money from all this, along with the ailing hospitality industry. An estimated nearly $4.9 billion will flow to Minnesota governments, including $2.6 bill <laughs> to the state of Minnesota, another $2.1 billion for cities, counties, and other local governments. Cities across the state, they say they're already looking ahead to what the money can do locally. St. Cloud Mayor Dave Kleist says as his city tries to move forward, this latest round of local aid, an estimated 15.7 mil for St. Cloud, is a critical piece of that puzzle. 
Senate confirmed Merrick Garland to be the next U.S. Attorney General with a strong bipartisan vote, placing the veteran judge in the post as President Joe Biden has vowed to restore the Justice Department's reputation for independence. Democrats praising Garland, a federal appeals court judge who was snubbed by Republicans for a seat on the Supreme Court in 2016 as a highly qualified and honorable jurist. The final vote was 70 to 30, with 20 Republicans joining the Democrats. From the Star Tribune, the race to lead the Minnesota Republican Party has grown somewhat contentious as the current chairwoman calls her opponent a man of no integrity while he accuses her of using the party job to bolster her own re-election. State Party Chairwoman Jennifer Carnahan is running for a third two-year term. Her opponent, State Senator Mark Coran of North Branch. The decision rests with about 340 Republican activists from around the state who will vote early next month in a virtual meeting. Uh, back to money news. Uh, this is going to be tough for me. There's big numbers here. Federal taxes, federal spending, and the federal deficit all set records in the first five months of fiscal 2021. That Congratulations go out to us. <laughs> that is October through Febu uh, February, according to the monthly Treasury statement released today. Uh, federal taxes hit a record one trillion four hundred thirty-six billion three hundred thirty-four million dollars for the October through February period. <laughs> that's taxes taken in, John. That's taxes taken in. Good and the Lord. Reason, the reason they took those taxes in, federal spending hit two trillion. This is just for the quarter now. That's five two trillion, four months. Two trillion four hundred eighty-two million nine hundred. Billion, I'm sorry, 482 billion 988 million. Uh, that resulted in a record deficit of 1 trillion 46 billion 654 million dollars. Okay, got through that. I will Speaking never see a refund for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh. Speaking of money, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, Joe, sure. I don't care if I get in trouble. It really is. It really is. Uh, speaking of money, Warren Buffett has been a fixture at the top of the world's wealth rankings for decades, but in Whoa. recent years, he's slipped down the list as tech fortune soared and his hot hand cooled. But now, at the age of 90, his net worth has blown past $100 billion, with a B, dollars. <laughs> the Berkshire... <laughs> I think Joe's lost it, finally. Yeah. <laughs> What? What? It, why, John? Why is uh, uh, his wealth uh, jumped according to Bloomberg's Billionaires Index uh, because of various things, including partially uh, because of uh, stimulus uh, things from the United States. So, but there are oh. other uh, reasons also. Oh, uh, we have the annual Happiest Cities in the United States report from Wallet Hub. I thought we just did this, or was that states? No, that was states. Okay, that was states. Best states okay. to live best states to live in this is the happiest mm -hmm. cities researchers reviewed 31 key indicators of happiness including rates of depression sleep sports participation work hours income growth separation and divorce to draw its data from according to the finders uh, the number one happiest city in the united states of america fremont california where's fremont it's in the San Francisco area. Oh. What about that Sodom and Gomorrah down in Florida called the Villages? That's got to be a pretty happy place. That's It's not in the top ten. Oh, oh. Uh, I, I can tell you, though, that number two and three in the nation, and I just want to say hello to all my buddies, number two is Bismarck, North it's Dakota. the only reason you did this story, isn't it? How can pretty they much. be happy, given that where they are geographically? How can that Bismarck. possibly be? 
Bismarck is number two, and number three is Fargo. So North Dakota claiming two of the top three spots for wow. happiest cities. Good for United them. States. It's because they're loaded pretty much 20 hours a day, isn't it, John? <laughs> that could very well be. <laughs> Can uh, Bismarck's I a very nice area. I actually so do like Bismarck. Oh. That's a good city, yeah. yeah. Yes, Kenny. It's, it's just the Dakota Territory, John. That's all. That no, it's, don't, it's, don't it's do all, that. It's all the same. John, but what's I, in it for Wallet Hub? I mean, follow the money. This is obviously all nonsense. So, what what does yeah, Wallet I, Wallet Hub get out of I, this? I don't know what Wallet Hub does. If you yeah. want the truth, yeah. so uh, John, I, I don't do you have, don't oh. you want to know about Minneapolis and St. Paul? Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. No, Minneapolis is 16th and St. Paul's 24th. Out of 182. Yes, Chris. I was just going to report the Associated Press one minute ago just uh, issued a breaking news item. The New York governor's office says it has reported a groping allegation against Governor Andrew Cuomo to police after the woman involved declined to press charges herself. So add another one to the list. Wallet Hub is involved in Uh, personal uh finances, uh, credit ratings, reporting, and credit improvement. There you Uh, go. Okay. Uh, Warren, Buffett, Warren Buffett, a total lifetime of giving to charities of $55.9 billion. Wow. So he's giving a lot of money away on a yearly mm-hmm. basis. Uh, TV and sports note, the National Hockey League and ESPN are together again. The two sides announcing a seven-year agreement Wednesday beginning next season that includes four Stanley Cup finals, the NHL All-Star Game, and comprehensive streaming rights. ESPN has a long history with the league, stretching back to the network's launch, but they haven't aired any NHL games since the year 2004. Under the new agreement, the Stanley Cup final will air on ABC in four of the seven years beginning next season. It also includes 25 regular season games, with the likely breakdown being 15 on ESPN, 10 on ABC. ESPN and ABC will also have first choice of which conference final series is to air, as well as half of the first and second round games. I am thrilled that at the Players' Championship in Florida, probably my third favorite golf tournament of the year, fans are allowed in. It makes all the difference in the world. I am really, really weary of no fans at games. It's just just not the same. Speaking of that, Joe, I hate watching hockey with no fans either. So do I. Crazy. I so do I. It's just not right. I want to hear the whoo. Yeah, yeah. Chris, I have a question for you. Uh, sure. uh, the radio station up the hall that we all used to work for, they still affiliated with ESPN? Uh, somewhat, yes. Okay, then I'm going to say it anyway. When, <laughs> well, when I was going to say NH- stopped you before. When the NHL wasn't on ESPN, the Mike and Mike show, I used to do traffic and Harrigan used to do updates there, they would not say two bleeping words about ho- hockey. Oh, yeah. No matter how exciting or fantastic the game the night before was, Mike and Mike would not acknowledge hockey. It drove me insane. Well, Kenny, I'll even double down on that. The uh, The entire network, all it is, it's a self-promotional tool. I mean, the NFL yeah. obviously rules. I mean, they're the big dog. They're going to rule the roost. But if, they, if that programming isn't affiliated with that network, it will rarely get reported on. And, and now you will see tons of hockey yes. coverage now that they have you well, know, good. the contract with This them, was so. a good. wise decision. And then they can yeah, have all those shows on the day that are screaming at each other all the time that exactly. nobody watches. They can talk about <laughs> hockey now, too. <laughs> Lou Ottens, who invented the cassette tape, has died at the age of 96, according to media reports in the Netherlands. 
Hmm. Ottens was a talented and influential engineer at Philips, where he also helped develop consumer compact discs. He died last Saturday. The cassette tape was Otten's answer to the large reel-to-reel tapes that provided high-quality sound for music, but were seen as too clunky and inexpensive. Or expensive, excuse me. He took on the challenge of shrinking tape technology in the early 1960s when he became the head of new product development in Hasselt, Belgium, for the Dutch-based Philips Technology Company. Otten's goal was to make something simple and affordable for everyone to use. He was famously unsentimental about the invention that's accounted for $100 billion in sales. In a career devoted to seeking higher fidelity and advancing technology, he dismissed his tapes as primitive and prone to noise and distortion. He outlived Sid. (laughs) How old was he? 94. He did not outlive Sid. Sid lived longer. Sid died at the age of 100. (laughs) Kenny's thinking. Oh, no, this is going to result in math. We can't do this. Okay, yeah, let's just move along because this is going to be ball, bat, a dollar. What the hell is she doing? Did you guys hear a noise? Uh, I I assumed that was Dylan in the background practicing guitar. Don't you outlive somebody when when he dies first? Whoever dies first. Yeah. Even Even if they're 20 and 40, you know what I mean? Oh, I think Kenny. In other words, I outlive Sid, Kenny. Yes, yeah. you outlived Sid. All right. Yeah. All right. Oh, God. Uh, Thank God. Hold on. Oh, Where's the party? Boy, are we in a losing streak. No, nah, they're going to be okay. That was... That was uh... German police say they've solved a nine-year-old burglary after DNA found on a half-eaten piece of sausage matched that of a man detained in France over an unrelated crime. No. <laughs> Joe, what are you doing? Police in the western town of Schwelm said Thursday that the sausage belonged to the victim. And the suspect, a 30-year-old Albanian citizen, appeared to have helped himself to a bite during a March 2012 break-in. wasn't clear what type of sausage. uh, Well, all sausage in Germany apparently is known as Vest. The burglar had nibbled, although police said it was of the hard variety. Have you run out of news, John? Hey, I'm, I sent this photo to Kenny uh, earlier today, but now I'm sending it to you guys. When I was driving home, you should see the storm cloud that I encountered near, I would guess, somewhere between New Prague and Lakeville. We, we've reached that portion of the show where it's where old we're men looking, sitting around we're talking about the weather. weather. <laughs> but how nuts was that? Kenny, what did you get about half a foot of snow? We got a lot of snow. And I drove through a bleeping tornado. <laughs> Three hours well, away. I I really don't think you did. Uh, okay. Look at that. Look at the photo I just sent you, Joe. There there was. A, did you Where see on, the two from on uh, Twitter? I just texted it to you. Or text. Yep. There were two photos from uh, Southern Minnesota also where yeah uh, there were tornadoes this close to the ground. They were didn't quite hit, but yeah. they were that close. Well, you saw a wall cloud, uh, Fritzy or whatever your name is, Royce Reavers. Royce. You know, John, you were talking about these sausages. I was in in Germany. Yep. Yeah. They're called the Wurst. 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 Yeah. That's because they're the worst. I've eaten okay. sausages in Germany. How do they you compare have? to uh, sausages at Grundhoffers? Oh, really? I wonder if I was going there. I, 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 <laughs> That's like called a segue. <laughs> wow. Oh. 
God. I made a note. John's talking, and I wrote down the word sausage. But did you put it on a post-it note? No, I don't have those handy. Ah, I see. But I can honestly tell you, having been to Germany a half dozen times, I would much prefer the sausages at Grunhofer's, and I'm not kidding. I am absolutely not kidding, just as I can tell you that there isn't a beer in Germany I've enjoyed compared to the beers in this country. You don't like German beer. And I'm not beer. kidding. Yeah, I'm not you kidding. You don't I'm like German kidding. beer. They're stuck to these purity laws, and for all I know, that might be the same with the Wurst that they make, the Wurstes. <laughs> and, and it's not that way at, at Grunhofer's. Uh, the only law is Spencer's Law at Grunhofer's. And Spencer's Law is make the des- best damn sausage and brats you've ever had in your life, along with the three meatloafs and the uh, the bacon and the steaks and the salmon and the seasonings and the jerky. And Easter is coming up quickly. If you want the best Easter ham you've ever had in your life, make sure you book one from Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. Double smoked, thick ham. Oh, my word. I'm, a, I'm not a ham guy, but that ham, I am a ham guy. It is the best ham. <laughs> See, sometimes I'm a ham guy, and then sometimes if it's not Grunhofer's, I, I think it's, I might as well be eating a Wurst from Germany. So, so this is the best stuff in the world. GLers know this. That's why Spencer's had to add on to the establishment to make it even more successful. It's Grunhofer's Old-fashioned meats at the north end of Hugo, John, right on Highway 61. Here's Johnny again. Thanks. A server at a Florida restaurant said she's very thankful for the generosity of her customers after getting, on the same night, a tip of $1,300 and a tip of $1,500. Nice. Kimberly Fillion said she was working her shift at Kirby's Sports Grill in Juno Beach, where she'd been for six years when she mentioned in passing to a customer that she was a graduate of Ohio State University. I know Great. that joint. I've been there. Juno. You really? Yeah. yeah. Kirby's, yeah. Kirby's Remember Sports Remember I sent you guys the picture uh, from yeah. the, of the ocean? Oh, I think that's yeah. where I was, was at Kirby's. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you know this waitress? No. <laughs> Fillion. Said the customer ended up leaving her a $1,300 tip with a note that read, Go XU. She said the customer told her the big tip was part of the Crosstown Tip Off Challenge, which began at Ohio as a means of expressing fandom for the University of Cincinnati and Xavier University while leaving big tips for servers. <laughs> Joe, stop laughing. Joe, go what? find out what's going I on. I have to. This is ridiculous. Just here, we'll, watch we'll, this. we'll keep going. There, uh, he, he turned us off. Okay, continue, John. Uh, John. Thank God, I thought wait, somebody wait. was vacuuming upstairs in my house. It sounded like music, was... though. Didn't it sound like music? No, it sounded like a machine to me the whole time. Okay, and, and let's now that he's gone, let's state for the record, he's been taking his glasses off and putting his binoculars up to his face and yeah. looking yeah. out, looking out the window. He's yeah, bird watching. Just, yeah, yeah, in his rocking chair. You know, you know what I had today? This will make it seem even more like the old neighbor. I had the albino, albino squirrel again. Took some oh, pictures of him. Yeah. Cracker. My, up to no well, good. My wife says to me, I said, he's running with a bunch of other squirrels. She goes, oh, good. At least they're not prejudiced against him. <laughs> <laughs> they're not picking on I him. Thought, I thought that was the weirdest <laughs> statement ever. But, uh, <laughs> well, what should we talk about now? I got a tomball story if you guys want one. Oh, God, no. Okay. Joe, hurry back, please. Please. Are you out of news, John? Story. Yeah, no, I could read another story. Why don't you story read one more? A Make lawn a care one, though. Let's, let's well, not stink it up here. 
<laughs> a lawn care company is seeking an outdoor gaming enthusiast to make $1,000 by playing cornhole, a game involving tossing small bags of corn into holes on a board. My True Green Lawn, an online retailer for True Green Lawn Care, said it's looking for someone to play on five separate days and fill out a worksheet for each experience. They will pay that person $1,000. Applications are being accepted on the website through April 2nd. The winner will be announced April 7th. Well, I put my foot down. Ah. <laughs> what was What's the culprit? Report? Yeah. What, what was she doing? Vacuuming. Okay. Ah, see, that's what I thought. <laughs> Vacuum cleaner. I was worried it was at my house, Joe. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I realized it was yours. So. Joe, we're uh, we're done here. So if you want to take the reins and do whatever you want to do, I want to take a break. Okay. <laughs> Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores and watching birds through the nuts and bolts of life. <laughs> Joe Souchere. All right, I got another great recipe, and Joe, this one is directed at you from our friends at Harmony Spirits, and Jim sent me his personal old-fashioned recipe. He says, I know Joe said that he thinks he can make the best old-fashioned, but I'm sure this one will stand up to the challenge of the mayor. Two cubes of sugar. Okay. Mm -hmm. Three dashes of your favorite bitters. He says mm -hmm. he uses the Angostura bitters that you can That's find. really the only one really to do. No, okay. Uh, drop in a bada-bing cherry. Half ounce of Harmony Spirits barrel-proof bourbon. Dissolve the sugar cubes and smash the cherry really well. Add an orange slice with the peel on and smash the heck out of that too. Pour three to four ounces of Harmony Spirits barrel-proof bourbon over all that and stir. Then take a spoon and add three spoons full of the juice from the cherries. Garnish with another bada-bing cherry orange slice on the rim of the glass and boom. Repeat and enjoy. He oh. comes close. He comes close. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to use three cubes of sugar. I'm going to use two. And I'm not going to use three, uh, what did he say about the bitters? Three what? Oh, three ounces. Uh, wait, oh, no, wait, I'm going to, I only, I three dashes. The, three I dashes. shake the bitter bottle and I'm going to give it good four dashes. Four dashes. And in addition to the cherry, I'm going to pour in a little of the maraschino juice. Ooh. And then what, and the orange, and the orange, but what you do, you mull that. It's called mulling. 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 Got it. Uh, anyway, uh, go to your local liquor store, ask for the Harmony brand by name. But another thing we'd like you to do, post on Twitter where you got your Harmony spirits. So that way other GLers can find that product as well. Handcrafted spirits made right here in our own backyard in Harmony, Minnesota. Please stop in at that tasting room and tell them you heard about them on Garage Logic. Yesterday we learned that Dr. Scott Jensen is going to throw his hat in the ring for governor. And I got a note from our friend Julia, who uh, writes, as previously written, Dr. Jensen is our family doctor. Besides Scott's obvious medical expertise, he possesses keen interest and knowledge about history and politics. In fact, our child number three is a young Ronald Reagan, and he and Dr. Jensen enjoy discussing political history at every appointment. Clearly, we are blessed to boast this small-town doc for our care here in the rural western Twin Cities, but Minnesotans should also know that Scott Jensen's common sense outlook toward our young generation is unique 
and compassionate. When patients like my kids who are 20 years and younger visit Dr. Jensen, he looks straight into their eyes and apologizes for the way Minnesota has treated them. He continues that they should be free to socialize, attend school, and live their lives joyfully and freely. Our family is quite excited that Scott is running for governor. It will be a rough campaign among the liberal lakes of Minnesota, but we are praying. And 2021 for GLers, the mayor and the crew, good luck, Julia. And this poor woman has been trying to get a map for ages, and I don't know what to tell her. Do we have any maps or don't we? I do think we are out of maps. Okay. I'm sorry, Julia. Julia. Sorry about that. What uh, they tell you? I have a little bit of audio that I found yesterday from Dr. Scott Jensen. Would you like some of that? Sure. This was uh, titled, What is Going On? The Minnesota Department of Health reports 140 COVID-19 deaths today. This was posted on March 9th, uh, when recently the numbers have generally been less than 10 per day. 138 of the 140 deaths are in long-term care facilities. Hi, Dr. Scott Jensen here. I basically have one question. What the hell is going on? I'm getting calls from Congressman's office today asking, what happened with the Minnesota data regarding COVID-19? A few minutes ago, the Department of Health released data that instead of having four deaths or six deaths from COVID-19, that in the last 24 hours, they're reporting the number of 140. We haven't had 140 in a long time. And 138 of those 140 deaths that they're reporting today occurred in long-term care facilities, one occurred in a group home, and one occurred in a private residence. This doesn't warrant an explanation. I mean, my stars. Hospitalization usage isn't up. The Star Tribune has reported on that. ICU usage isn't up. I take care of patients at nursing homes all around the area. I've heard nothing. And the Department of Health comes out and says 140 deaths for today, March 9th. Oh, and by the way, 138 occurred in long-term care facilities. Were these deaths that hadn't been reported previously? Is this a death data dump? The Department of Health has an obligation to inform and be transparent. I asked the congressman office that called me, have you heard anything from the Department of Health? Nothing. I called different people. Have you seen anything, any kind of an explanation? None. So we go from four or six deaths per day to 140, 138 of them in the nursing home. No big deal, just business as usual. How does this differ from Governor Cuomo, New York State, when we find out that the number Governor Cuomo released regarding nursing home deaths should have been 50% higher? Okay, New York, Minnesota, who's transparent? How does this differ? Chris. Governor Cuomo, yeah. Governor Walsh, come Pull on. It. We had the explanation for this yesterday. Tom Hauser actually reported on it. It was a data dump. It was unre previously unreported in some smaller places, and it is against the law, and I believe it's being looked into and investigated. But that's, he, he answered his own question. Yes, it was a data dump from previously unreported deaths. Got it. <coughs> Excuse me. Only. One more time. Give us one more. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. <laughs> Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from our friend Tom Lyman. On this day in 1893, 
Wanda Gag is born in New Alden. <laughs> no. Wanda Gag. An oh. author and artist, she would write and illustrate the children's classic, Millions of Cats. <laughs> Hello? Uh. <clears throat> Did you make that up? <laughs> That is a uh, that's Whoa. a name for you. I had not previously heard of Wanda, Miss <laughs> Gag. I think Joe left. <laughs> Wait, it combines class winning and leading, um, you know, technology and stuff with uh, Wi-Fi powered by OnStar. Virtually everything, not. Almost everything that comes up on this day in Minnesota history, I have an inkling of. I have never heard of Wanda Gag, which is now my new favorite name ever. Mm -hmm. And I've never heard the book Millions of Cats. <laughs> I wonder if for some reason if she'll have um, to be canceled. I, I am looking up Wanda here. She's, uh, she's quite famous in the world of, uh, of artistry cats, for books. Yeah. Yeah, she was a noted printmaker, receiving international recognition and awards. There you go. Yeah. And I also looked up uh, millions of cats on Amazon. You can get a paperback for three ninety nine right now if you oh, like. There you go. Never, See? never heard of Wanda. I think I have. Which famous I, new? Uh, which famous NFL quarterback had a redneck girlfriend named Wanda? Well, it's got to be Kenny Stabler. You got it, Johnny. Got to be. You got it. Oh. Good job, John. The Down snake. there on the Redneck Riviera. I uh, yep. just found the audiobook version of Millions of Cats. Meow, 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 meow. GLers, uh, we're sorry. We're on really that note. Sorry. <laughs> no, we're not done. I just got a. Uh, I just got a oh, message. I just got a message from the CP. Oh no! <laughs> Meaning, Joe, your CP. Oh no! <laughs> Good luck this afternoon, boss. Oh. Can people hear his ridiculous cough? <laughs> wow! I turned the thing off. He did turn the thing off. Stuff. He yeah. did turn the thing um, off. Yeah. Uh, earlier today, I was uh, chatting via text with the CP, and she said he needs an old man jitterbug phone. I would like to let you know that you can spring forward with a new business location in Sioux Falls. Build That's ready we're sites. taking the show. I told you we're taking the show there. What a segue. Build ready sites Chris. and available buildings in Sioux Falls. Get your company up and running fast. You can find fewer taxes, less red tape, and higher profits in Sioux Falls. Spring is a great time to check out SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Okay, I think that's going to be Wanda Gag. Wanda. As Joe Suchere is Wanda. coughing up a lung in the background. <laughs> you know what? Stuff happens, doesn't it, Joe? Yeah, yep. it does. Uh, you can check out Wanda's papers at the University of Minnesota, by the way, just so you know. Nice. I'm sure she's very famous. I just never heard yeah, of her. Yeah, very famous. Uh, GLers, don't forget to download the Podman app. Some lucky GLer is going to win a Garage Logic T-shirt just simply by listening to Podman. That's right; it's just that easy. You can also find all of our social media channels 
at garagelogic.com. And please don't forget to sign up for our YouTube channel. Wanda. It's that time once again here in Garage Logic where we check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And you know what, GLers? Do yourself a favor and get in touch with Mr. Money Talk today for that free, no cost, no obligation, 48 minute financial consultation. And you can do so by calling 952 925 5608. Mr. Money Talk is on the line with us now. And Josh, a bit of breaking news as it relates to uh, business relations in the city of Minneapolis. Target has just announced this morning that they are vacating their down. Town Minneapolis City Center building, in which they had been the workplace for 3,500 of the retailer's corporate employees. That, my good friend, is a bombshell in the business world. Not so much a bombshell in the business world, because there are, Chris, a lot of businesses, large and small, leaving city centers, not just downtown Minneapolis. Same is happening. Downtown New York, downtown LA, downtown San Francisco. Take a look at Seattle. Companies are moving residents are moving from city centers out to the suburbs. Do not want to deal with the high crime. Do not want to deal with the high taxes. Do not want to deal with the increased cost of doing business in a downtown area, particularly given some of the moves of local government. And that's not only local to Minneapolis, local to the other major cities. Governments look at businesses as enemies, not as friends or allies. If you constantly go after businesses and business people for what they do, what they believe, and then come back and say, well, you're rich, we're going to tax you and tax you and tax you at some point, particularly when services are not provided, particularly when safety is an issue and costs are at a premium, businesses say, enough, we're going elsewhere, we're going where we're wanted and needed. That plays on a theme that my son Judd and I have been working on for a year. It's not only the de-urbanization that falls with our other theme of the be home, work at home theme. And those themes have benefited, uh, whether it's favorite companies like Apple and Amazon, uh, to an extent they've benefited Target very well. And you've seen the rise of digital, digital commerce. It's also benefited home builders and companies that supply homes. Take a look at Best Buy's result. And again, the move is with e-commerce or digital sales and communication development. It is it is going to, to harm with Target leaving downtown Minneapolis and their other businesses as well. Not real good for city government and their views. I'll say their anti-business views. You can't build a city just on bike lane. You need to attract businesses and major businesses to your urban uh, urban core. Otherwise, the urban core just disappears. And that's more advice straight from the man himself. GLers, do your... That's more, more opinion. That's a lot of that's opinion. A lot is, is some fact. Well, just that's true, too. That's true, too. Get yourself in touch with Mr. Money Talk today, GLers, for that free 48-minute financial consultation. And you can do so once again by calling 952-925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608. Straight talk, never sugar 
sugar-coated advice, as you heard just now. Josh, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great weekend, my friend. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you very much and appreciate the heads up. Absolutely. Talk to you next week. Okay. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.